Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nige is out. Guy Relford is in. And on the drivehubler.com hotline is the investigative journalist for the Daily Signal, longtime STEM educator, Tony Kennett, the Tonus. How are you, my friend? Absolutely stellar. How's it going? Good, man. Hey, thank you for filling in yesterday. And I think you and I get to do some more radio fun tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the schedule? That's right. We had a ton of people on Twitter saying they enjoyed the episode yesterday. So uh, you're going to want to tune in tomorrow. Excellent. Excellent. I'm always the last to know. Like, the you know, bosses come to me. Oh, by the way, Tony Kennett's working with you tomorrow. All right. Rock and roll. Guy Relford's <laughs> coming in tomorrow. Kick ass. Let's do it. So, um, all right. Let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes here. We were on the air yesterday when the latest indictment came down from Donald Trump. This was right before 5.30. You and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. You've had a full night to kind of sit back and think about this and stew on it, Tony. What are your thoughts? How nice of them to finally come around to indicting Al Gore. Uh, that's, my, that's my first thought. I mean, I, how many presidents at this point have said there were shenanigans in, like, U.S. presidential elections? Like, half of them? Right. I, I'm, I'm amazed that we're, we're here now, and it's like Al Gore made a huge stink, a huge stink about Florida, and tried very desperately to get that overturned and tried some shaky shenanigans, and I don't see him being indicted. I mean, remember Hillary Clinton made up all of that stuff about one of Obama's elections, and, and she didn't get indicted. I mean, this has been going on for ages, so that's number one. Number two, I think I said this yesterday on the show, but this is the biggest takeaway that everyone should pay attention to, because I say it all the time, and people seem to forget that I say it. The left's biggest mistake, their biggest chronic flaw, is that they always take things too far. The document indictment had pretty much worked for the left in a lot of ways. It had eliminated a lot of the chance for a lot of moderates who might have considered Trump in the future from leaning towards him. But now they're going to keep slapping Trump with indictments for pretty much nothing until even the document indictment becomes meaningless to even the greatest critic. The more they slap Trump with useless indictments, the weaker that the already present indictments are going to be. And it's only going to make Trump look better because he's been saying for ages it's a witch hunt. And honestly, this is not only proving him right to his base, who don't need convincing, even to people who don't like Trump. It's Yeah, everyone's kind of out to get him. And Tony, we've been talking about this a lot this afternoon. There's a lot of high profile lawyers that have came out and said, if you take a red pen and you cross out all of the things in this indictment that are protected by free speech, you're not going to have very much left over. And I think this is part of the reason why even folks that don't necessarily like Donald Trump, some folks that may be in the middle, consider themselves moderates, I think even those folks are starting to get worn out a little bit by this. And I think they see this is a political thing. This is not about justice. This is about politics. 
And this is really, again, where the left is making a huge mistake because before a lot of these indictments came forward, there was no chance that Trump was going to be Biden in the 2024 election if he was the nominee. I'm sorry. It, it's not that he wouldn't blow Biden out of the water in states like Indiana. Of course he would and will. But when you look at the battleground states where, unfortunately, you have to rely on the moderate, independent, suburban class of voters to go out and deliver the election in states like Pennsylvania, Arizona, even now Georgia, it, it Trump was really not doing well there. And so all the left had to do was not screw it up. Well, guess what? They're screwing it up because they're slapping Trump with so many indictments. It's only pissing off Republicans in the House. And what do you get? You're getting Biden now slapped with indictments that mean moderates are less likely to come out and vote for him in these key districts. The left is, I swear to God, they're going to keep this up until they actually end up forfeiting this election to Trump. The secret to Trump is he doesn't really win elections. His opponents lose elections because they freak out about him. That's what happened in 16. And it could be what you're going to see here in 2024. So earlier, you know, Abdul was in his office. And let's be honest, Abdul doesn't like Donald Trump. And, you know, he kind of comes in and he's gloating. And I had to have a come to Jesus chat with Abdul. And maybe we can do this on the air Friday or something. But I'm wondering if the people that hate Donald Trump and they're just celebrating, they're partying, they're gloating, Donald Trump broke the law. Do they not see what happens on the other side? Are there blinders on? Because, Tony, I tell you, I think there's a lot of people, more than just a small fraction, who would be just fine if Donald Trump got indicted, but Joe Biden and his crime family did too. If it was fair both way around the board and both of those guys, Biden and Trump, ended up going to jail, I think there's a lot of people who would be okay with that. But that's not what's happening here. Right. And I like Abdul a lot, but Abdul's an establishment Republican kind of guy. And and a lot of establishment Republican kind of guys view politics as though it's 1983 and we're all like reading off of deep political numbers and spreadsheets and we're calculating the number of doors we need to knock on this week before we start talking about who raised this much money the next week. <laughs> politics doesn't work like that in the United States anymore. It just doesn't. And by the way, my, my data, the last 18 elections in our country's history, so the last 18 years, including off-year elections. They just don't work that way. And so, therefore, when you start looking at this, you need to consider cultural implications in every decision, which an establishment Republican thinks is like the plague. And again, I love Abdul. We, we agree on a lot of stuff, but we disagree when it comes to cultural issues because a lot of establishment Republicans think they can ignore culture, they can write an angry letter, and they can just pretend that someday we'll get back to oatmeal Mitch Daniels Republicanism. And it ain't happened. It just isn't. And by the way, that's why they are losing the party. The reason the Indiana GOP right now is losing control of its own party to the populists is because they have spent the last four to eight years ignoring the concerns that Republicans have in this state. Because the Indiana GOP, and God bless them, I love them, but Abdul sometimes runs on the platform of, well, at least it's not a Democrat. No, that's not a policy. The Democrats are throwing political opponents in prison. I mean, they picked the, the one of the individuals presiding over this case for Trump is the one who is uh, the only person who would give longer sentences to January 6th uh, defendants than even the federal government recommended. This is a major political hit job, whether or not you like Trump. 
And that's, you know, that's a problem for me. So, yeah, maybe Abdul and I will have to kind of hash this out on the air. We'll see if we maybe can get him tomorrow. And what cracks me up are these little butt sniffers that go on social media, listen to those right-wing talking points. That radio host, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a shock jock. Okay, if you just play a little game called follow the money and follow the dates, you start with the dates. Every single time there's been a high-profile piece of bad news against the Biden family, the very next day, not a week later, the very next day, there's a big story or an indictment on Trump. Either that's one hell of a coincidence or there's something crooked going on. And if you play the game called Follow the Money, look at Jack Smith. Look at who his family is. His wife, big donor to the DNC, she produced this fluff piece about Michelle Obama and his mother-in-law, late great-mother-in-law, was somebody that was also part of getting a lot of money into an organization founded by Hillary Clinton. Again, one hell of a coincidence, Tony. I mean... I I hear a lot of individuals on both the left and the right that like to poo-poo the idea of financial conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about, like, weird, super crazy spaghetti man conspiracy theories. I mean, like, like you said, follow the money, follow the timeline. And these are the same individuals that are in perhaps, let's say, the Indiana GOP, who will refuse to say certain things in public because they are terrified that there's a donor that will no longer donate to them. That is you participating in financial manipulation to control what it is that you say in public. And by the way, when you look at the Biden administration, who they hire to do specific things matters. There doesn't have to be a crazy conspiracy tinfoil angle to it either. You look at it with Biden and Ukraine. The as soon as Hunter started lobbying for the removal of this Ukrainian prosecutor, Biden started leveraging a billion dollars worth of aid and the president's decision uh, under Obama at that time to get that prosecutor fired. And this is the same kind of stuff that we've seen for ages in Eastern Europe. It's just become a corporate brand in the United States. Again, they can say whatever they want. They can call people conspiracy theorists or whatever, but the information exists. It's public information. You can follow the money and follow the timeline. Uh, After the 834th conspiracy theory comes <laughs> true, it's just not a conspiracy theory anymore. Tony Kennett of the Daily Signal joining us here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, one more thing here, Tonus, before we let you go. Uh, there was a tweet that came out last night around 7.30 from the official NBC News Twitter account. Feels like this should be a big story. Feels like this should be a big win for both Republicans and Democrats. The tweet is about how the FBI found 200 sex trafficking victims and more than 125 suspects during just a two-week child sex operation, this big sting they were operating in July. I mean, 200 sex trafficking victims and 125 suspects in just a two-week little sweep here, feels like this should be a much bigger story. Well, the reason it should be a really big story is because we've just spent the last month hearing from the Rolling Stone and hearing from MSNBC and hearing from CNN and even hearing from some establishment Republican individuals that this whole uh, 
Sound of Freedom uh, movie that focused on the epidemic of sex trafficking along the U.S. southern border was just a big right-wing conspiracy theory. Right-wing people are obsessed with it for no reason. It's not that big of a deal, which is a really weird thing to slam. I mean, sex trafficking is such a horrible crime that even if there are only so many hundreds a year that are arrested, and it still seems like that should still be a story, I think that's too many, in my personal opinion. But now we're seeing that the FBI has spent this summer finding over 125 suspects in one case of sex trafficking. It is an epidemic. It's not a conspiracy theory. And it is an important reason why we need to focus on border security and also the um, American child care system. Because right now, the way that we are handling sex trafficking isn't good enough. What are you working on at The Daily Signal? Uh, I have a piece coming out this afternoon that showcases the Biden administration summit on basically saying that they don't care what the Supreme Court said. They're going to continue to racially discriminate in college admissions. And it is just as bad as it sounds. A lot of wild things there and a whole lot more coming up soon on The Daily Signal. On Twitter at The Tonus, and he'll be here tomorrow filling in for Nigel. Tony Kennett, thank you. Thanks, dude. It's The Hammer and Nigel Show.